What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network, and now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. And today, well, we have a very special interview for you all with someone who is a well-known product of the Texas wrestling scene and has taken his talents to places like Game Changer Wrestling, Local Wrestling, Mucha Lucha ATL, and Galley Wrestling, just to name a few. And not to mention, he is a three-time Reality of Wrestling champion and current River City Wrestling champion. And of course, you know the Mambacitas can watch him on Major League <laughs> Wrestling, where he's had notable matches against Springo Loco, Richard Holiday, Savio Vega, Zenshi, and Rocky Romero. A man with lucha libre in his blood, the intocable Gino Medina. You know, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. I need to take you over where I go because that was a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> we do our uh, research on here, and, and we're absolute big fans of, of yours. So we're so excited thank to you, have thank you. you. Yes, because thank you, you for truly having me. have. No, I mean, you truly have Lucha Libre in, in your blood. Um, you know, <laughs> someone who's grown up with Lucha Libre. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen the facts out there that you had your first match at six years old wrestling on <laughs> any matchup. So can you kind of share with us what it was like growing up in a Lucha Libre family um, and also your experiences with wrestling at such a young age? Yeah, uh, ever since I can like, remember, I've been like in a Lucha Libre locker room, you know. Uh, I was probably like two or like maybe I was still a baby and I was already in the locker rooms. Uh, you know, I had to, like the likes of like Pimpinella and like a lot of people just like taking care of me so when I was cool. just a baby. You know, uh, that and I would like sneak sneak my way into the ring whenever we can. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have been to a Lucha Libre show, but yeah. all the little kids get in the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. And uh, and I was I was one of them. I was one of them like in there like trying to get up the second rope and trying to like balance myself and stuff, doing little suicide dives and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I was part of that little like culture since I was I don't know since I can remember I was people ask me like oh like how long you been wrestling how long you been on all this but like I basically grew up in wrestling you know what I mean so I never started wrestling my like, wrestling just it's my life you know so uh like I said ever since I can remember I've been in the locker room you know marking out with all these for all these luchadors you know seeing them I don't know as a kid as a three four year old you see all these guys you know all muscled up with masks and capes flying around and stuff, you kind of think like you know superheroes are real, you know. So right. you see that, yeah. and you're like, you're like, wow, like this is something that I could do, you know. 
I can't be Spider-Man, but I can for sure be, you know, a Santo or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, so as a kid, as a kid, I kind of saw it that way. I saw it that, oh, this is something that I can do as well. And, uh, you know, of course, I wasn't really sure as a kid, like, like talking to my dad, like letting him know that it's something I want to do. Uh, but as I got older, I kind of like knew I had to do it, you know. Uh, sadly, my dad passed away when I was like five or six. So uh, he never got to see me uh, wrestle or, or train me to wrestle and whatnot. But, you know, I, I feel like when he passed away, I kind of took it upon myself to kind of continue his legacy in the Lucha Libre culture and then kind of just make my own legacy, as you see now. As you, you know, very generously introduced me, I, I'm carrying that legacy pretty well. <laughs> yeah. As a second-generation luchador, what do you think the biggest differences between, like, your training and, like, you trained at Reality Wrestling with Booker T in Houston, and, but also you mentioned some lucha stuff. What are the differences between, like, the current training and, like, the lucha training that, like, your dad might have gone through with Mr. Lince in Monterey? Oh, oh, you, you guys did jobs. You research because I, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that one before. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, uh, I feel like, uh, Lucha Libre is a little bit more different because, uh, they're a lot more like fast paced. You know, they're like running around their ring, jumping out all the ropes and whatnot. So yeah. it's a lot of cardio. It's a lot of cardio when it comes Lucha to Lucha cardio. Libre. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. I still do it myself. Like, uh, Thankfully, I started out reality wrestling doing like American wrestling, but before that, I got trained Lucha Libre by one of my dad's friends uh, here in Houston, which is named Monje Negro. Uh, and he trained me to basically just like, I don't, it's called tumbling, where it's just a bunch of rolls and, you know, four rolls, mm-hmm. back rolls, all these type of rolls. And that's all I could do for like, what, like two years. He, he wouldn't let me do anything else. You just roll, 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, cardio and roll, cardio and roll. And then uh, I see people now that, uh, you know, that do come to reality wrestling and they get tired for like, running for a minute, you know. <laughs> now I'm like, come on, man. Like, you got to, like, step up, I'm sure you've done it your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you know, like I said, I do give them some slack because I know, you know, it's, it is hard. Yeah, I remember my first day of, uh, like, Lucha Libre training, I threw up. I was like, what, 14, and I just threw up, you know, because, um, you know, of yeah. course, I did the I did the little, like, mini stuff back when I was, like, younger, but, like, I got my actual training in, like, at 14, I started training uh, over here, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pretty hard, because, you know, like I said, American wrestling is a lot more, like, sword paced and a lot more, like, psychology that goes into it, you know, perfecting the, the craft that comes with, like, everything, you know, psychology-wise, you know, or being with mm-hmm. Booker. Booker and Forrest had it on us since the beginning, you know, psychology, yeah. the structure, this and this and that. You know, Lucha, you throw that out the window. <laughs> you throw it out the window <laughs> and you just do a cool You do a cool, cool, cool Herkrana, suicide dive, throw them back in, do a crossbody, and you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm not, like, knocking either of, of those. I just feel like, uh, you know, wrestling is like, you know, like music. You know, there's, you can knock, like, rap because you, like, you know, like uh, rock music, you know, and you can't knock rock music because you like rap, you know. It's just it has a different uh, flavors of it, and just kind of decide what what you like and what you want. And then for me, I love Lucha Libre, but to me, I knew that I I want to make connections with people. I want to make connections with that crowd, and I knew if I wanted to do that, I had to do uh, this side of that I'm doing now, and which is like the American pro wrestling of it. And uh, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy being able to do both. You know, I'm 25, and I and I can. 
have a match where like I feel like anybody. <laughs> yeah, literally anybody, because we we ran down some of the names that <laughs> you you've wrestled already, and you've and out of reality of wrestling, you've done a lot of those guys. You work great with a lot of a lot of people for sure. Thank you, thank you. Um, you, no. I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh no, not, and then like I was gonna say, I've just been lucky to like wrestle a lot of the Lucha Libre legends that like taught me a lot. You know, the likes of like Psycho Clown. You know, uh, El Santo, uh, El Hijo del Santo. I wrestled El Hijo del Santo, and I just couldn't believe that. I was just, I remember being in the ring, like seeing him come out with his cape and everything, and it was just so like, you know, just the legacy that he carries behind that. Like to me, I just couldn't like, you know, comprehend everything that was going on. Uh, but with him and then like Dr. Wagner and stuff, it just, I've been in the ring with Red Mysterio, you know, to me, all of that, I feel like I'd, like learning experiences to what I'm like becoming as a, as a wrestler. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I, that, it's just mind blowing to hear just the list of that and just hear, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. do, can you describe that feeling of just being, uh, cause I'm assuming you came out first, which is being in the ring and seeing Santo coming towards the ring and knowing that that's you that's going to be wrestling. Yeah. I, uh, I immediately, I immediately thought of my dad just cause like, I oh, just yeah. felt like, like, I just feel like, like, oh, like, I feel like he's still with me and I feel like he's still watching me. So I'm like, oh, like, this is pretty cool that like I was given this opportunity and that he knows that I'm like doing this, you know what I mean? And that and then to, to think that my dad wrestled him as well. Uh, that was pretty cool knowing him, knowing that he faced that generation of like my family, which is yeah. my dad and then wrestling me. Now I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. And, and to people that don't know, like, Santo is basically like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> of the Lucha, of yeah. The Lucha yeah. Libre. Yeah, of the Lucha Libre, mm-hmm. like, culture. Like, that's like the end all be all, you know, in Santo. So, like, to be in the ring and seeing them come out, it was just a little uh, overwhelming, you know, and just couldn't really believe it. And I was just kind of hoping that my dad was proud of me, like, just watching me being in the ring with that legend. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it was like to grow up idolizing people and then get into the ring. It happens, you know, with a, a lot of people in wrestling to have that opportunity. You cross that threshold. You cross that line of, like, you know, to from being a fan to being an opponent or a partner of someone that you admired. And especially some of the, the people that you listed and even just all the matches that you have, it's something else. It's something almost just, just uh, incredible. Um, but on the other side too, you've wrestled with a lot of younger up and coming Lucha Libre talent. Um, friend of the show, Mr. Iguana being one of them. Okay. And <laughs> also, what is that like to wrestle with, you know, uh, people who are up and coming in Lucha Libre? Just like also you're having, I mean, you're 25 and you've done all of this already. <laughs> Um, how is it also just also working with with people your age or even younger? Uh, it's it's amazing because like like somebody like Aramis, he's uh, I think he's like twenty twenty one, and like the stuff that that guy can do in the ring and like the stuff that he knows and how good he is, it's just kind of like that's why I say I'm like oh wow like you know what I mean I thought I was good. <laughs> you know? uh, so like seeing somebody like that just kind of pushes you to kind of like you know kind of take it to the next level and like really really like like be more, a lot more disciplined and not not that i not that i'm like competing with anybody i'm just very like if i see somebody doing well i'm like okay i can do that as well you know and like i know it kind of just pushes me seeing people like that and i've been in the ring with him i actually wrestled him in chicago 
and I uh, and that actually like did push me because like I said I like the luchadors, uh, they have that cardio. So when I went, I got in the ring with them, I was I was tired. I'll admit that I was tired. I was like, <laughs> I was like ooh, I'm about to sell this guy down. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Uh, Aramis is great. You know, I wrestled him. I wrestled Ares. I don't know if you guys remember who Ares. Ares is great too. Yeah, uh, Gringo Loco. Gringo Loco is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, Mr. Iguana. I love Mr. Iguana. I teamed up with him uh, probably last month, and um, we wrestled three girls. It was Mr. Iguana. <laughs> uh, who was – I don't remember who our tag team uh, – our tag team partner was, but it was Mr. Iguana, this other guy, and me. And it's super disrespectful that I don't remember that guy's name, but I'm really bad with names. But we wrestled these three girls, and it was it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> We were expecting Sounds you to say fun. yes. I got into the match, like the you know, Mr. Iguana's uh, Iguana. Hey, yes, because we know. Yeah, yeah she, we we know she's very she's very jealous and annoyed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thought she got involved in. in the match. You guys didn't have yes on the on the on the podcast. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're working on it. She is really hard to get a hold of. I'm not surprised yeah. how challenging it is. <laughs> Um, turning to MLW kind of for a moment, um, you know, there's been quite a shakeup at MLW the past few months with the inclusion of Azteca Underground and now Cesar Duran. And what are your feelings about this new direction that the company is going in? And, like, where do you see yourself fitting in? Do you think this is a better spot than it was before now that we have Azteca Underground? Well, definitely, because probably, like, what, like, four or five years ago, I was watching it. Was it four or five years ago when it was, uh, uh, what was yeah. it? Uh, Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground. And, um, yeah. I was part, I was watching that when it was happening. And I thought it was amazing because I thought it was, like, something way different, you know? I feel like a lot of people try to do wrestling the same. A lot of people try to do wrestling the same. And I feel like Lucha Underground was, like, something way different. You know, it was, it was a little over the top, but I feel like, you know, wrestling is over the top, so <laughs> so uh, right. it was pretty. It's pretty fun to watch. You know, people are getting killed off. People are being sacrificed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cool, you know, because it's kind of like anime. It's kind of like you know other stuff that you know people in our wrestling you know community like to watch. So I feel like it was pretty cool, like seeing that side of it, you know. And then there was a lot of people, good people that came out of that. You know, you had like. Uh, the Lucha Brothers came out of that, uh, you know, Brian Cage, Rey Mysterio, you know, yeah. all these, I mean, Rey Mysterio already was Rey Mysterio, but I'm saying, like, they gave him a bigger platform to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. to show us well, well what we can, what he can do as well. Uh, but I, I loved it, and then seeing that kind of be a part of what, the company that I'm in right now, it gets me really excited because it tells me that I can kind of be a part of that little, uh, you know, hopefully they bring back the temple, you know, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to yeah. do it, but it would be pretty cool if they brought the temple back. Uh, so maybe, you know, I got I don't know what I got to do. I don't know who I got to talk to uh, to make that happen. <laughs> but, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy that uh, Lucha Azteca has a thing now. And, uh, you know, maybe they can bring some luchadors for me to wrestle. And, you know, I feel like I will fit in perfectly there because I feel like my style kind of like, you know, kind of it's like I a good blend. Yeah, that kind of will like work with like because it's a little bit of like it's kind of produced a little bit like. You know, like American wrestling, but it's mm-hmm. Lucha Libre, so I feel like uh, I feel like I kind of will fit in uh, pretty great with that, you know. And like uh, they have a lot of like the top luchadors that I've heard I like, want to bring in and one I've wrestled some of those. So I'm like, hey man, throw me in there, whoever you want. <laughs> well, 
Friday. You've been there, done that. And apparently from what we've seen, you have to talk to the man that says I heard the rant himself, which could go <laughs> well, one of, of many ways. We're not sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that's the, the, I mean, you're absolutely right as far as the hybrid and blend uh, of MLW, very comparable to your own experience and what you just talked about with your training and everyone that you've already faced um, in the independent scene. So I'm going to just jump in with a, an easy, uh, a nice softball for you. You're talking about wanting this MLW, uh, with these luchadors in MLW. Give us a couple names. Who are some people you want to face in, in uh, the Azteca promotion, the promotions Azteca or whatever? I for sure want to wrestle the artist because we never wrestled like one-on-one. That would be, be very funny. Yeah. You know? I would like to wrestle at Amis just because, like, it's a lot, of, it's a bigger platform. You know, we wrestled in Chicago, but that was only in the Chicago crowd that saw that. I feel like the whole world can see, you know, our dynamic. Because I feel like it was our first time wrestling each other, and we had a pretty good dynamic in the ring. So I feel like that would be very fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one on top of my head that they got there. Um, I know what that means. That is, you know, I'll, I'll another one yeah. will be Mil Mortes. And I've wrestled him before. Yes. I've him before, but like I say, in a bigger <laughs> platform, that would be a lot of fun to like get in there with yeah. him and kind of do the thing. Uh, yeah. But another name that they haven't like that they haven't really mentioned. And I don't know if he, he's even gonna come on here, but I think it'd be pretty cool if they do bring Psycho Clown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Psycho oh. Clown. <laughs> yeah. That guy. That yeah, guy. Brendan, we love to have that one, Brendan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so talk to me more about wrestling Psycho Clown, and feel free to describe <laughs> punching him in the face as much as possible. <laughs> Where you? Yeah, I, I have. I, I like to joke about having a, a heat with Psycho Clown. On <laughs> was psycho, I got you, man. I got you. I'm gonna beat him. <laughs> There's a lot of videos out there of me kicking them right in the in the head. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, so I, I'll, I'll send y'all some. Uh, maybe I can show little clips of me. Click him in the head as, yeah. as I'm talking about it, but uh, <laughs> you know, I actually had my had one of my better matches of this year against Psycho Clown. So uh, I don't know what it was. I feel like uh, he kind of saw where I was coming from. And so like I talked to him and he was very aware of my dad and whatnot. So I feel like something kind of like I think I just feel like he got excited to wrestle me and he was just like, all right, let's do all this stuff because you know I know your dad. So it was pretty cool like getting to wrestle him and kind of like having you know, somebody at that level and being able to compete with them and being kind of just going, going to for tick for tack and kind of just, you know, giving this local crowd down here, a, you know, a good match. And that's, that's a match that I'm very, very uh, um, happy about because uh, the same thing as I said with Santo, Psycho Clown right now is like they're John Cena, <laughs> you know, the yep. Roman Reigns, you know, they, yep. Psycho Clown is a big deal over there. And, and like, he's, he's an amazing uh, wrestler. Uh, so I feel like maybe, you know, MLW wants to bring him over here. I'll be the one that introduces him to, you know, Lucha Azteca. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'll, I'll be in the front row uh, rooting you on. Be the one guy you. rooting for you. I'll take him to you so you can grab him, all right? Yeah. Give him a good old Yeah. Give him a good old chop. So, speaking of, of Major League Wrestling, your character, and not just in, in MLW, but also who we see now, the untouchable, the intocable, Gino Medina. 
is really a progression of, of character and personality in your career from when you started. Can you kind of share with us how you got to this place in your career with, you know, the untouchable one? And also what kind of inspires you as far as not just, you know, your moves to in the ring, but what you present um, as, as a person and, and what you do outside of the ring? Uh, well, and the, everything started with me not being untouchable, you know, <laughs> of course, I was, I was very, I was, I wasn't like when I tried to start this whole persona, I was not like sure of myself. I was like very like, you know, a little timid and whatnot. Uh, you know, I guess like it's weird because I grew up in this, but I still was a little like timid and whatnot. Uh, so at first it was very awkward for me because, you know, uh, when I first started wrestling, I was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask for like probably like oh. three three four years maybe so when i had to take oh, it wow. off yeah when i had to take it off it was like new to me because you know behind that mask i was like a 17 18 year old like hiding you know <laughs> hiding yeah. just trying to wrestle so like when i took it off it was just like it was a little different because i had to like you know be somebody else now i had to be me you know and like and at the time and we all know this at a 16 17 year old you don't know who you are at all you're just like <laughs> you're just uh you know very lost out here out here i'm not trying to be an adult <laughs> trying to you know transform yeah, yeah. into an adult uh so it was very weird for me to kind of like you know be sure of myself and kind of like be confident in the ring but as i had two people that really like believed in me uh, early on that kind of did push me and those two people were uh, booker t and bruce pritchard and those two people are like some two of the biggest names in wrestling. So when you got two people yeah. like that believing in you and telling you, "Hey kid, you got something." Like, "Hey kid, like we love you in the ring. You just gotta like you know really be you know show yourself." And when you got those two people believing in yourself, you have no other choice than to believe in yourself and kind of yeah. like being like tr- trying to see what they see in you. You know, right. so uh, so yeah, they just gave me. Just gave, they just gave me the ball at a reality wrestling and they gave me a championship and I was like, all right, I'm the champion now. So I can't, you know, I can't turn back. I just gotta like, <laughs> I just gotta be on my game. And I guess that's really, and I don't, I don't even realize it until I'm saying it right now, but that was the, that was the thing. They gave me a championship and I couldn't look back. So I had to like, you know, I had to, you know, basically deliver every, every month that we were wrestling at reality wrestling. And I feel like that's what kind of like, you know, pushed me a little bit to kind of, you know, get better and better and, like, not be complacent and not stop and, like I said, just keep moving forward with that. Uh, but as that started happening, I started traveling a little bit more around Texas. Then I started traveling a little bit more, you know, out of Texas. And then it kind of just stuck to me that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not that bad at this. <laughs> I'm not that bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I kind of started seeing what Booker and, like, Bruce Pritchard were talking about. I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I don't suck. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that kind of like got me thinking a little bit. And then, like growing up in Lucha Libre, there was always a wrestler. His name was El, uh, his name was Intocable. That was his name. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to wrestle for Triple uh, Eight. And I, for some reason, I just there's also a band called that, <laughs> a Mexican band yeah. called Intocable. So, um, so cool. I always thought about that, and I thought I was, I was something cool. So I'm like, let me just go with that, and I kind of just started like calling myself that here and there and then it kind of just stuck people just started uh kind of going with it and then when i got to mw they kind of wanted to mark market me as something you know well i would give us something what do you what do you go go for around here i kind of let them know what it was and you know they, they liked it and um, here i am El Intocable, the untouchable 
Eller säg jag yeah. kanske borde skriva som people can say that into comment. Sorry, that's my dog. Oh. No, it's okay. He doesn't like it. Um. <laughs> Not a fan of the gimmick. Yeah. If I barf, I just mute them because their opinions don't matter. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. right. Don't worry about the haters, uh, as they say. You mentioned, you know, your family history a little bit. Would you like to talk about your family history with Lucha Libre for a minute for some of our listeners who, you know, may not be aware? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my dad, uh, his name was uh, Sanguinario. He also wrestled as Mascara Maligna. Uh, and something that I don't really talk about, but my, my uncles were wrestlers, too. They didn't like, they didn't really wrestle as much, but they did, they did wrestle for a little bit. Uh, his name was uh, something, what was my uncle's name? <laughs> something was Cirujano, Cirujano something, uh, which is basically like the, the doctor or something. Uh, I'm really bad at this, uh, remembering his name, but the other one was <laughs> Leon Salvaje, which is like the savage, you know, line. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they wrestled as well, uh, but they never, I guess they never really got their break, so they kind of just stopped, you know? My dad continued, yeah. and he finally got that break, and he just kind of went with it. Uh, and then those two uncles had kids, and those those two kids wrestled as well. But the same thing as my uncles, they never really got their break and then just stopped wrestling. And I don't know what it was with my dad and I, but we just kind of continued. And like you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that I did, because like I said, uh, I want to be talking to you guys right now. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, be at, I wouldn't be at MLW and doing all this stuff, you know, and kind of like I, honestly, I feel like the, what it was for me, I think it was kind of like. And it's kind of weird, but like it was kind of like losing my dad and kind of like knowing that I was the one that had to like continue that legacy and like kind of make him proud. Because like anytime that I'm kind of like not too happy in wrestling, I kind of think about that, kind of think about my dad because I kind of think about how I want to continue his legacy and make him proud, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, there's a I kind of I kind of come from like a you know like what like five six people of family of wrestlers <laughs> that that so cool. that try and go for it. But uh, but the thing is, I never trained with any of them. They never they never like helped me out. And I don't mean that as like as a knock at them. It's just that like I'm very proud that I've done all this myself. You know, I haven't had any help. I've just been the only person that's ever supported me has been my mom. <laughs> so my mom's always been super, super supportive. And for her, it was a little weird because you know she grew up uh, with a, a luchador as a husband. You know. So if it was up to her, she could have been like, hey, man, you're not going to do this stuff. <laughs> but she, she, she always supported me uh, through through all of it. And, like, she was the one that, like, would take me to training at 14. You know, I couldn't drive. She, could, she would take me every time after school. You know, she would always, like, you know, kind of support me when it comes to uh, Lucha Libre. Very cool. Another part of, of uh, the crossover between your father's legacy and your work is uh, Conan. So what was it like to uh, to have just a brief experience with him at the – I mean, we only saw a brief experience. I don't know how much you got. Tell us a little more about that. Oh, yeah. Conan has been very helpful since I got to him, though, because, you know, he's uh, – you know, of course, he, yeah. he was uh, with part of the Gringo Locos where, you know, Eddie – and Arbar, and, uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool that my dad was a part of that team. And now, you know, years later, we're in the same locker room, you know, uh, out here interacting and him telling me, like, little stories and little, like, comments about my dad, which is pretty cool, you know, being around that. Because uh, there's not a lot of people that kind of, like, wrestle him uh, over here as much, but, you know, seeing him. And another one that you guys probably won't know, it's uh, L.A. Park. L.A. Park uh, yeah. had, has a long mm-hmm. history 
uh, with my dad because they started they actually started together. They were a, a team at Monterrey. Okay. They were actually El Invasor Uno and El Invasor uh, Dos, and they were Carlos Invasores. And basically, they started, that was like their little like cool. t- team that they started with. And uh, eventually, you know, in Mexico, you lose your mask, your mask, and they just give you a new gimmick, right? So uh, yeah. that's how that's how they started. Uh, they started doing that, and now years later, being in the locker room with Conan and LA Park is pretty cool because you know that's in a way that's like a reminder of like why I'm doing this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You've talked about uh, you know working in MLW, but also within the independent scene, and you um, have the ability to to do both to work with a. a major independent wrestling promotion, but also to continue working throughout the um, United States with different promotions. With wrestling having been changed so much, with the level of competition, uh, of wrestling companies growing and expanding, and then you also have, you know, life occurrences like the pandemic happening last year. How much would you say wrestling has truly, you know, changed over the past year? And has that impacted how you approach your career? Well, I have to, I have a bone to pick. I got some heat with the pandemic, man. Because, because, yeah, because before, like months before, like it happened, like I had just signed with MLW, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like I was, you know, getting some momentum, getting some momentum, and then I just got cut off, you know. So it was a little like weird, but um, you know, like with everything, I feel like if I was able to make it there. I feel like I can make it up there again and kind of bring that momentum uh, going again. But, uh, you know, the thing is, and it's, it sounds really bad saying this, but in Texas, a lot of stuff never really slowed down. So, uh, yeah. It's true. Like, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out in Arizona, very similar to Texas Junior when it came to, you know, the way I was thinking. Yeah. So I was still able to, like, do some of that here. But, like, uh, I guess, like, with bigger companies and whatnot, like, everything slowed down. So it was a little, like, uh, I mean, it sucked because, you know, it sucked for everybody, not just me. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people that mm-hmm. were still, you know, you know, having that momentum going and then just getting cut off. But, uh, you know, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like it just makes everybody a lot more, like, it makes them better and stronger, you know, because we're resilient and we're able to like, get through this. You know, I feel like everybody just becomes a lot better. And you see it now. You, you see a new crop of talent, like, you know, kind of coming up right now. And I feel like a lot of those people wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for this pandemic, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people got, you know, a lot of people left wrestling. A lot of people, you know, uh, decided that, you know, this wasn't for them and whatnot. And I feel like it's like, you know, it's a new reality, you know? that we have now with this pandemic so like uh we kind of just have to like you know you know uh, push through it and kind of like you know keep pushing and i feel like for me it like i said it did like you know make it a little harder but i feel like it just makes me a lot better because i feel like that it keeps pushing me you know uh and you know you know there is a lot of competition out there when like you said so many new companies coming up you know aew you know you got ring of honor nwa uh, WWE, MLW, but I feel like, you know, competition just makes everybody a lot better, you know? Uh, and that's just not in, like, one locker room, that just becomes in, like, wrestling in general, you know? Uh, 
I feel like that's that's what made like wrestling so good back in the day. It was all that competition. You know, all those stars were made because of competition. Right on. So you, I mean, you uh, have heat with the pandemic, but it also gave you an opportunity to do something very visually distinct, and that you did some drive-in wrestling while you were there in Texas. Was that weird? And yeah, and tell us first off. Describe what the environment looked like, because not everybody that listens to this uh, saw that footage. And then tell us what that was like. It was it was nice, but uh, it was just weird because it was like in Texas, <laughs> and it was super super humid down here. Yeah. Yeah. So like the rain got slippery, the ropes were slippery, the mats I was there were slippery. So it was a little like hard, but you know it's better than coronavirus, right? it's true it's true Uh, but uh i shouldn't be joking about that yeah i can cut that off (laughs) i got a dark sense of humor (laughs) but uh it was was fun because it was (laughs) it was fun because you know uh i feel like uh i I love driving movies so to me that that was basically just the same thing because you could still like you can still like uh, switch your little radio station, and you can hear Booker T and uh, Brad Gilmore like basically uh, uh, commentating over the matches. So I think that was a pretty cool little uh, cool. thing to do. Yeah, and especially at Booker T, like <laughs> in your car, you just in your car and you just hear Booker T. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool deal. And uh, yeah, and we have a great we have a great uh, group of talent down here. So like seeing that and then seeing Booker T over that. I feel like it's something nice because, you know, at the time, nobody was getting any type of entertainment, you know, live. So uh, yeah. that was a nice little step that we took here uh, at Reality Wrestling to kind of get stuff going, you know. And, and that was basically like my first couple of shows that I that I had, uh, you know, while the, during the pandemic, you know. Uh, because before that, I was just at home just trying to do push-ups and jump rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you done any training with newer wrestlers, newer classes coming in for um, Reality of Wrestling? Like, are, are you doing any training work with them? Yes, yes. I, well, I actually helped them uh, uh, with their training down there at uh, at uh, Big Petites. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we always have, like, like, new groups of talent coming in and coming out. Uh, you know, there's uh, – Texas is so big. There's so many wrestling schools all over Texas. But I feel like, you know, Houston does have – the best wrestling school, which is Booker T's reality wrestling. And I feel like Booker just offers something different, yeah. you know? And I, I feel like that attracts a lot of those newer people. And uh, to me, it's just it's just fun because, like, I've been known to Booker's, like, learning trees since I was, like, 14. So, I mean, 16, actually. So I yeah. do, I'm not, <laughs> I'm no, I'm no Booker, I'm no Booker T, but I do have a lot of his knowledge in my head. You know, sometimes in matches, like, yeah. you know, here, like, what the hell are you doing, kid? <laughs> you know? That's a real good Booker T. Like, <laughs> I got, I got a pretty good, I got a pretty good Booker T. I wish I could do the eyes, but I can't do that. <laughs> well, we, you know, the news came out today too that reality of wrestling is coming to Las Vegas. Uh, yes. November. Uh, is there any, you know, reporting uh, as we can make as far as will you be out there um, in Las Vegas for Reality of Wrestling? I'm not sure yet if I can make it to that one because I had a I have a championship match down here uh, in in Texas. Ooh. I'm wrestling I'm wrestling Alex Sane down here. Oh, uh, nice. oh wow! So, yeah, That'd be yeah. A great so, match. 
so before that was announced, I had already like agreed to that. But we'll see. We'll see what what uh what I'm able to do. Maybe I can make it over there. <laughs> Come <laughs> wrestle over here. They just try to make it over there. Just just move the match over to Las Vegas and that be that be super nice. That would be nice <laughs> wrestling Alex Zane in Vegas. Down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Make it a Las Vegas street fight. Boom. Oh, oh, oh bam. Okay. Yeah, At the yeah, I like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a part-time booker. It's all good. We, that's what we do. That's what And, and, I mean, if, if anything, too, you know, what, everyone's career in wrestling, you know, looks different. It evolves. It changes so much. For you and your career specifically, what are you hoping? You know, you're only 25. You still have so much and you've already done so much. So what would you consider to be, you know, an important goal or milestone or a big thing that you want to do in your career that you would feel like, you know, kind of meets your expectations of what you've been working towards? Uh, I know this sounds like very, like, cliche and, like, corny, but I just want to be, like, one that, like, one of the best of all time, you know? I want people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Gino, that was a good wrestler. You know, I kind of want people to be like, oh, like, Gino, that was, like, a workhorse, you know? I want to be kind of up there with the likes of, like, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know, Eddie Guerrero, all these guys that people look up to, you know, as good wrestlers, you know? Uh, to me, that would be amazing to do. Uh, and that's what I kind of work for, you know? That's what, that's what I still train for, you know? There's a lot of people that, you know, start wrestling, they stop training, you know, but to me, I just feel like yeah. I can always get better, like, I always want to get better, for it to me, I, that's why I'm always in the ring, trying to, like, kind of, like, perfect my craft, and, like I said, it sounds a little cliche, but, like, this is literally one of my goals, to be, like, one of the top guys, you know, of all time, as a, as a good competitor, you know, I just, I just hear people talk about, like, Eddie Guerrero, and they still mm. talk about him, like, now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, like, that's just kind of a little, you know, motivating to hear it, you know? Uh, and, like, it's a little weird just because, um, like, let, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's a little weird because, you know, to me, to me, sometimes I feel like, you know, being Hispanic, you know, being, you know, Mexican, I feel like sometimes I can only connect to, or only to that demographic, you know? But then seeing Eddie Guerrero yeah. being everybody mm-hmm. looking up to him, you know, you mm-hmm. know, from white people, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, yeah. everybody loves him, you know. And I feel like I want to be that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want people to like look past the nationality and just you know, be like, okay, that's a good wrestler right there. And like to me, that's my end all be goal. And then kind of just you know, go all over the place, you know, go to Japan, go to go back to Mexico, wrestle there. Uh, you know, wrestle here as much as I can and kind of uh, be a full-time wrestler and kind of, uh, and I didn't mention her before, but like kind of like having something that my mom is proud of, you know, like, you know, uh, yeah. early on, yeah. early on, and she kind of supported me a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like, I kind of just want to give back. Yeah, like everybody Wait. wants to make their mama proud. Yeah, you know, like that's, uh, that's one of the, the hallmarks of a good person. Like I just turned super babyface, right? I'm a babyface. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. Now. We won't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. We'll, just, we'll put this on the internet, but nobody will know. Uh, yeah, cable, mama si does. Even yeah. <laughs> Rudos love their mama. Yeah, it is true. True. It's very true. Uh, I I gotta show some love for the number one mama seat, that right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, 
Uh, give us yeah. a give us a quick look to the future here. You talked about having a championship match coming and maybe being in Vegas. Is there anything else that we can look forward to seeing you do in the near future? Yes, I will be part of uh, you know the next MOW tapings in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm very excited to uh, go there. I love going down to MOW because uh, you see the group of talent there. Yeah. And like I said, I it just pushes me because like I said, I see them doing stuff and I'm like, oh, they can do it, I can do it as well. You know, and I love going every month over there just for that, just to, you know, get that motivation going and seeing all these guys, you know, kill it. You know, a couple of months ago, uh, I saw Arami Torres one-on-one, and that match was, like, spectacular. I I loved it. So, like, you know, that keeps me that keeps me going. I saw that. I saw uh, Lee Moriarty wrestled uh, Tank Man, and that was a great match, too. Yeah. And, like and like I said, those stuff kind of kind of keeps me going, and I love, I love seeing them go out there and, like, kill it. Cause like I said, that just makes me in my head be like, okay, I can go out there and kill it as well. <laughs> and then at, at the end of the day, you just have a bunch of guys out there killing it. You know, it just makes everything a lot better. Uh, but uh, I do have more W coming. I got uh, local wrestling coming as well. Uh, next one that I believe is November 20th. I got that. And then uh, I'll be part of their GCW part uh, local uh, show they're having down here. So that'll be a lot of fun. So always a lot of fun wrestling down here with uh, GCW. Uh, that and um, I'm pretty sure I, I probably have a lot more, but I just can't remember right now. Yeah. <laughs> get, okay. You really, you really are everywhere. I'm mean, gonna get all yeah. over Texas, all over the U.S. at MLW taping. So you know, if you don't know Gina Medina, what rock have you been living under? Because <laughs> you can find yeah. it. <laughs> Everywhere on the internet. Speaking of, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you guys can look me up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, under TLHT. And if you can't remember that, you can remember the Latin Heartthrob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back from the old school reference there. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys, like, you guys did jazz research because you guys, uh, nobody, nobody knows this old school reference. Though I, I love it. I love you guys. I mean, <laughs> I need to be part of the yeah. show a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is to present all of the latest hot topics of Lucha Libre to listeners, and you, sir, are a hot topic. So thank you thank so you, much. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. And I, and I appreciate you guys for, like I said, that, uh, like, stuff like that, I just... It makes me want to do more of these. Sometimes I don't want to do them because people are like, people just ask the same questions. You know, people just ask me about Booker T. Yeah, the guys didn't even ask me about Booker T. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you got. No, now we know that you have a really question, though. So, that was, that was a secret. That was No, but I appreciate it because you guys just dropped research and you guys, you know, are asking the the tough questions. You know, you guys brought up my dad's trainer and that's like amazing, (laughs) you know, to me. (laughs) Well, thank you. That I think combines us as a show and I think for, for fans of Lucha Libre is the fact that it is a culture. It is a family. It is an identity. And it runs so deep. So being able to get your insights about your family. I got my shirt in. Esto es lucha. There you go. You you, you hype it up. I was like, esto es lucha. Where can people get that shirt? What was that? Where can people get that shirt? Oh, uh, I actually don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hit him up on social media. Somebody... 
we'll take care of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll edit it in post, but <laughs> embody that, and that was thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And you make it your own as well, and and that's something that is. Uh, I can't imagine how challenging it is, but you make it look easy. Um, and appreciate, we appreciate that our listeners tune into you more. We hope the whole wrestling community tunes into Gina Medina because you are worth the watch. And uh, we, we hope to see so much more for you. We expect so many great things to come out of you because, again, you are only 25 years old. Makes me cry. And, and <laughs> so many good things. I'm not going to say how old I am. Lady never reveals. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, we, we uh, are just excited to see you from Medina, so thank you so much for your time. Make sure you follow Gina Medina on social media. Follow him so you get to see where he's going to next. And if not, watch him on MLW every week uh, because his matches are fantastic. Your library's already up as well. You can watch some of his previous matches on MLW with Fusion and much, much more. Uh, thank you again for joining us today, Gino. Thank you guys, and I appreciate you guys again. And hopefully, I'll come back on here uh, some more time. Maybe I'll wrestle more Lucha Legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you come on and talk about it. Yeah, or just whenever you beat up Psycho Clown, you could uh, yeah. come back yeah. and just, just, just yeah. listen swing on by. I'll have <laughs> talk with you every time you beat him up. That's fine. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Make sure you go to LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre, as well as TheChairShot.com, one of our streaming partners. Of course, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. It comes to you each and every week, bringing you what you need to know on Lucha Libre. You can find us also on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbay, Speaker, uh, Google Play, and much, much more. So for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and make sure you catch us. I'm going to leave this one to the What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.